Hey, this is Bobo. You're listening to WSUM 91.7 FM, Madison. From the fabulous WSUM Madison studios, it's Do It Live, hosted by the Do It Geeks. Today's topic is the upcoming end of the semester, how you can get all sorts of great software deals, but only while you're still a student. Joining us in studio from Duet's product management team, Warren Robords, along with our regular geeks, Ty Christian, Teresa Saldana, and Adam Wiesenfard. And now, broadcasting live and local on 91.7 FM and streaming worldwide on WSUM.org, please help me welcome my co-host, Ty Christian. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. It is time for Do It Live, the most connected radio show on the entire planet. I'm Ty Christian. Whoa! <laughs> nice to have you all listening today. Welcome to Do It Live, the most connected radio show on the planet. Hey, Ty. How you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. It's a little dreary outside. It's a little cold. You know, it, it's almost the end of April, man. I mean, it should be spring by now, don't you think? Yeah, it's getting there. It's supposed to be nice tomorrow, right? Yeah, maybe. I, I've, heard that I've heard that there's supposed to be, like, thunderstorms all weekend, and it's supposed to be terrible. Yeah. Say that again, Teresa? Oh. I said someone should tell the weather that May is coming. Yeah, we've got I a new want, app for I that. I want warm weather. To tell the weather. <laughs> new app for that. That's cool. <laughs> well, you know. So, uh, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about gradumigation. The, Gran- uh, granulation? Granulation. Uh, the conjugation of graduation. Uh, and this is going to be you know a show about what to do before you graduate, what to do as you graduate, what to do after you graduate. Or, or even if maybe you're just leaving for the summer and you need some software. We've got Warren Robards in here with us. Warren, sir, how you doing? Hey, great. Great to be here. Hey, thanks for coming into our crazy little radio enterprise you here. You are welcome. So um, we, we've got lots of stuff to cover today. Yeah, that's um, right. We're going to be playing Stump the Geeks later on. So if you have any tech questions, anything really extra hard that you want to try and stump us with, you can give us a call right now, 608-515-8768. That's 608-515-8768. You can fire us an email, radio at doit.radio. Radio at doit.radio.com. Radio.internet. Dot net dot org. Dot internet. Dot internet. No, I, this should be a now. dot internet. Yeah. <laughs> now, radio at doit.wist.edu. And you know, there's only been one person so far who's actually stumped us, who's stumped the geek. Really? Yeah. So, you know, if you want to be number two, if you want to be second place for stumping the geek, please give us a call or, uh, you know, shoot us an email, radio at doit.wist.edu. You could even, uh, you, you don't even have to stump us if you're shy about stumping. You can just give us a show topic. And uh, the best uh, stump the geek or the best show topic today will win. A, uh, a wonderful gift certificate for an amount over $24.99. Uh, more than that. Uh, and uh, Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. And it's for a, uh, a caffeinated beverage connoisseur that may be on every street corner. Uh, so please call us. Uh, for this exceedingly vague gift certificate. Yes, indeed. And uh, you can also visit our website at www.doit.wist.edu slash radio. And we've got all sorts of different ways you can also get in contact with us. You can even come over to the fabulous and gorgeous WSUM studios right here at 333 East Campus Mall and see all sorts of the great stuff that we got going on here. Because Adam brought cookies. I did bring yes, cookies. Yes, he did you, bring cookies. Yeah, They're right over there. Yeah. So, so if, if you come into the studio, you might get cookies. Yeah. Ooh. So help, help us with our weight loss efforts by coming to the studio <laughs> and making us not 
not eat all these cookies because I will. Yes. <laughs> Don't be afraid of the geeks. We're nice people. That's, yeah. We are very nice people. And, and Teresa is so nice to come in. And I think we've got some news to do. Isn't that right? Yeah, it's we the have news. Some news to do. Yeah, Here Teresa. We go. Well, that was really dramatic entrance. I don't know if well, I can the, follow the news that is up. dramatic. No, no, that's <laughs> actually true. We have we have big news uh, in from Sony and Apple. Oh, yeah. What's, what's, what's going it's, on? It's not good. It's not new product rollouts. <laughs> it's it's uh, your data rolling out right oh, out into oh, the internet. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's bad. That's really so, bad. So which one do you? Wh- who are we going well, with first? I guess we should start with Sony. We usually start with we Apple. Yeah, we start so with Apple. We do Sony. all the time. Let's okay. start with Sony. So, with Sony owning a PlayStation, your data may have been compromised. For anybody out there who doesn't know already, yeah. Oops. Uh, so, a hacker got into their system, and Sony said, "All right, we're shutting down for a couple days." And then they came back and said, oh, yeah, by the way, your names, usernames, passwords, uh, credit card information, too, possibly, has all been stolen. Right, right. Uh, the, I think the full uh, the full context behind this was that a, a group came out with a, um, with a program that allowed you to uh, kind of run uh, the PlayStation in a developer mode. Uh, okay. Which means, you know, inside of all the PlayStations, they have, you know, the code for them to be able to kind of revert it to the PlayStations that the people who are making the games use so that they can debug mm-hmm. stuff for their games. And roll out new features. And roll out like new that. features yeah. and that kind of stuff. And obviously part of that would be the availability for the people to get onto the PlayStation network and, you know, mess around with it and, you know, uh, do stuff like that in order to... Mm-hmm. In order to make sure that the games work, we should pl- right. probably clarify a little bit. This is for folks who have signed up for the the PlayStation Network, their gaming network, mm-hmm. and, and who want to use their PlayStation consoles and play online with other folks. And they mm-hmm. had to sign up and give you your credit card information, right. name, and address, and the whole nine. And Ty tells me that they stored all of this in unencrypted yes. file. Yes, this is that is the rumor. Data uh, as, for apparently is... seventy seven million people yeah. worldwide. That's the rumor that's going around right now. Is that the the actual uh, fi- the actual information them, uh, itself about the you know user's name, home address, home phone number, email address, password, all that sort of stuff was stored unencrypted, uh, which means that it was didn't have any sort of you know protection on it. You could just open it up in any computer and read it. Boom, right there. As easy as opening a Word doc. Exactly. D- don't even need a password to open your Word doc. Just a regular old right. And so what text. so what these hackers did is is you know. Because they were curious about this, they they put the stuff in developer mode. They got in the PlayStation network, and uh, PlayStation got wind of this, and obviously took down online, uh, took down online, you know, network connection for a couple days to make mm-hmm. sure that you know this was not propagating itself any further. But now they're basically playing cleanup because they say that all this information was stolen, and there's a very good possibility. They haven't confirmed it yet, mm-hmm. but there's a very good possibility that. Credit card information as well was stolen. Um, so if, if anybody had ever, you know, if you were on PlayStation Network and you bought a, you bought anything with your anything credit card at any time, it's yeah. it's somebody might have it. Even if your account has basically gone inactive, just you might just want to cancel your card now, get yeah. a new one, start over, change your passwords if you've got if you use that yeah. password with any other online oh, yeah. sites. Mm-hmm. Which you you know you should. We talked about that on a previous show. Password <laughs> security. This would be a great time to you go sh- ahead and update all your weak passwords. Yeah. Exactly. You shouldn't be using the same password for everything to begin with. But right. You know we know it's not a perfect world, and some people do that. So right. Make sure you know 
and and take that post-it note that you wrote that password down and stick it away in your safe deposit box. <laughs> yeah. Don't put it right on your computer. Yeah. Are Don't... they contacting everyone with this advice? Or... They are. Yep. Okay. They've sent an email out to uh, all the PlayStation Network people, and they've they've said, hey, you know, this happened. Uh, we're really sorry, <laughs> obviously. Um, and they gave them a bunch of good links about uh, identity theft and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I'm sure if you search the internet for, you know, uh, PlayStation identity You'll probably find. You'll probably find a copy of the email. I'm sure it's been posted all over the place. (laughs) So your name and address. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, this is one of those days when I'm really happy I don't have current gaming consoles in my home. What do you have? uh, Do you have one of those Nintendo tapes? (laughs) How do you rewind those Nintendo tapes? I don't. It's a cartridge. You see, it's infinite loops, right? No. um, Is it like the the Duvdas? The Duvdas? I got a Duvda in, in the hid. All right. The, so we, the HD, is that how you pronounce oh, it? The nice, hood? Yes. Nice. Okay. Well, we've the given hood. Sony our lumps. Uh, what's what's Apple's faux pas of the week? Well, now with Apple, so all, and, you, and, all and, you iPhone users out there, yeah. and you're using your, you know, you use different programs like Google, and, well, apparently location data has been getting out. So oh, whereas no. your phone is able to find Wi-Fi spots <laughs> and things like that, well, Apple has that information of the Wi-Fi locations you've been going to. Now, Apple points out they've, they've already uh, posted a Q&A about this uh, with very basic questions about, you know, what's going on? Why did this happen? How did you not know about it? And they've come out and said, look, the information, it's all anonymous. We store it on there so it's easier to find where these Wi-Fi hotspots are so that your phone can, can find them within, you know, a matter of, you know, in less than a minute. You know, instead of having to go out and look for all sure. of these things, yeah. they, they store that data. But the fact that it's stored up to a year's worth of data, yeah, yeah. And, and we should say this is not only an Apple iPhone thing. This is also something that's going on with Android. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. truthfully, this is something that you can do with any modern cell phone, right? Pretty much all cell phones within the last sold within the last few years are required to have GPS location in there. Mm, definitely for e nine one one purposes. So when you call up nine one one and you can't say where you are, your phone just sort of tweets over to the 911 folks, hey, I'm at GPS coordinate blank. I'm, right. sure, I'm sure it doesn't actually use Twitter, though. No, he's <laughs> like, LOL, car upside down, P- <laughs> PLZ, send help. <laughs> but don't worry, we won't steal any of your data. So GPS is one of those technologies, I think it's fair to say, has its upsides and its downsides. So let's say you're in an accident or your child goes missing, a child has a cell phone, great, you can find... You, you can be found or find who you're looking for, but on the other side, you know, other people can find you. That's true. That's right. True. So there's a, been a, a, what I like to call a kerfuffle about this going on in the press and in the public mm-hmm. over the last few days. And I heard Apple's statement today that, yes, you're just looking and what the, the only thing that they store are what the mm-hmm. cell phone towers nearby on what your Wi-Fi points. They're not actually tracking you, but really, mm-hmm. folks... They can find you if they want. To. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no problem. In today's, I mean, it's and it's so hard in today's uh, with today's technology and stuff that we are that we need to use to get around every day. You know, to go off the grid, that's that's really difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, you it's really have to more just and more difficult. like you know go in a cabin in a woods somewhere and just not have a cell phone or the internet mm-hmm. or anything. And then how would you function? I would probably die from lack of internet exposure. <laughs> hey, it's a real disease. Look it up. <laughs> Internet lack of lack inter- of internet exposure. <laughs> you know, a great. disease. It's like uh, you know, 
Like Did that, you read that on the inner tubes? Uh, you know, WebMD.com <laughs> WebMD. uh, you know, told me they that I had not. that disease. I don't know if you Which I believe 100%. Me. No. You, I would not. Hey, man. WebMD. Did you get your web doctorate anywhere? Because WebMD <laughs> did. He went to a real school. He, print, <laughs> he, probably, he probably printed out his de- degree online. He probably went to one of those online schools, too. Oh, no. I trust that stuff. No, you Prob- can't trust everything you read on the hey, internet, Ty. We, listen, I, I... You know, we need to dedicate a show to that sometime at some point, too. Don't I'm, trust everything you read on the internet. Oh, I, yes. I am friends with a Nigerian prince, and I will not <laughs> take that tone from, from anybody. <laughs> because he said he's going to give me a million dollars, and so we'll see who's laughing later. Uh-huh. Does that include yeah. online birth certificates? <laughs> oh! <laughs> we should probably stay away from that Oy. topic. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, on, on, anyway. Uh, on the subject of other, of you know, user data being used nefariously or, or you know, just being found out where you are, um, there's another story that I found uh, today. Uh, TomTom, the GPS TomTom, their user data is, is actually being sold to Dutch police uh, and it's used to determine the ideal locations for speed traps. What? <laughs> See, what? now I've heard I've heard of the opposite phenomena, where users are plotting out where cops are hanging out, so oh. that they don't they don't hit those speed traps, or you know when they put up roadblocks and they're doing like breathalyzers or doing you know other kinds of tests mm-hmm. to find criminals. So it looks like the authorities are fighting back with. With the same medicine, my, I guess. My GPS does not have an anti-speed trap function, though. How do you get that? I think you have I, to, like, I imagine it it's something or? you have to download. So on the TomTom, you can download maps and things. Uh-huh. Well, why wouldn't you? I guess to have custom maps, why wouldn't you be able to download data about where speed traps are? Yeah, I suppose. I, I suppose I they don't. I swear I read something about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's there's a whole industry about that where people go online and and it's a crowdsourcing kind of thing where you exactly you. Okay, for the own... folks at home that don't know what crowdsourcing yes. is, that's where end users contribute to some kind of project. So this would be an example of that where uh, folks such as yourself would indicate, hey, there's a speed trap here. I, I don't know the details about where you go to report mm-hmm. this information or, or how you get it into a file that you could store on something like a TomTom, but it is possible. Oh, yeah. Uh, there, uh, I think there's specialized devices you can actually put in your car that download all that info and then alert you like there's a speed trap up ahead warning warning (laughs) Warning, speed trap speed trap coming speed trap (laughs) is it's very similar to obviously the upside of this being able to tell where traffic is or accidents sure yeah so it's similar yeah warren do you have a gps do you use that no i sure don't i'm pretty low tech actually oh really yeah so if you get lost, what do you do yeah how do you i don't get lost it's oh Oh, what if you're going somewhere new I still have a map in my glove compartment. You can go back the way you can. Yeah. <laughs> right. A map? Matt Rock has a map? It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, Google Maps. That's what you're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. Google Maps, my phone. Yeah, on the phone. I have a map with Lee Dreyfus on the back of it. Who? I don't know who Who's that is. Who's that? The whole governor of Wisconsin, the, the state maps that you would always oh, get yeah, for free at yeah. the DMV would always have a picture <laughs> oh, that's of that screen in the back. There, there were, yeah, I remember our state senator would send out maps to my parents. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now they've gone the way of the yellow pages, except the yellow pages won't go the way of the yellow pages. Well, and and the latest, the yellow book that I got, yeah. had white pages in it. Uh, oh, jeez, come on now. It's false no, it's not funny. 
All right, I think we got time for one more grand story, Teresa. What what else is going on oh, this week? Oh, that's such a tough no, call. You, you, if we're only gonna no, no, well, do, do, I, do, do, do the other ones. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. So okay, we'll we'll keep kind of yeah, keep, going keep along keep with, the, with the same theme. So since we were talking about crowdsourcing, we're gonna talk about another example of it. Yeah. Is uh, believe it or not, looking for drinking fountains. Like, say you're going to a new city, or maybe you've moved somewhere, or vacation, uh, what have you, and you don't like to buy bottled water. Mm-hmm. You would like to drink out of a water fountain because it's free and but water is good. You don't need to buy it out of a plastic no, bottle. No, but no. Anyway, no, no Adam, Bad put Adam. it down. Put it down. All right, no. I'm putting the water down. Put the water down. So this is a Android app that is going to rely on crowdsourcing to find out where drinking fountains are in different cities because apparently they've been disappearing. Oh, yeah. I downloaded that the other day. It's called you- iParched. Yeah. I, okay. Now the question is, what is a drinking fountain? We're from Wisconsin. Are you? Was that a joke? That was a joke. You were that making that up. I parched. Oh come on. You get it? Yeah, no? I know, but that sounds like an app name. <laughs> Someone could totally do that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm patent gonna, pending. Patent pending. <laughs> patent yeah, yeah, you better call pending. that one now. <laughs> I, I better go uh, get iParched. You know, why don't you? Why don't you? Ty, on your laptop. Why don't you do search right now? See okay. if you can find something called iParched. All right. Because if you do, so, but, I called it. So again, let's talk about this crowdsourcing. What you're saying is you're using the power of the internet because everybody can get on the internet and you're asking them to sort of contribute a location or, mm-hmm. or information mm-hmm. and you then aggregate it all on a website that's easily searchable. Yes. And, and well, it's actually for an app. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So you can have it on your phone. You're looking for one. And I think they might even, you might even be able to include data about um, if it's broken you know, or how well it works, <laughs> or, if or what we were talking about earlier. Brown. Um, you mm. maybe they can include the the local lingo for what it's called, whether it's a drinking <laughs> fountain or a bubbler, so yeah. that if you can't find it, you use the right word because people do get offended even oh, yeah. here in the Midwest. Teresa and I were saying, you know, oh, it's a it's an app for a water for you know a water fountain. And yeah. and then and Adam was like, it's called a bubbler. <laughs> it's ca- Th- that's what the mug says up at the State Historical Society is that it's yeah. fountains are for throwing coins in. Oh, <laughs> oh come on! Lame. Now, now I will I will offer up, even though I'm not doing it on the internet. The first one, which is at uh, the Union, the new Union South, which is over next door um, to us, over at 1308 West Dayton Street, they actually have bubblers, water fountains, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> but bottle filling stations where you can actually just stick your plastic or not plastic or reusable bottle, mm-hmm. whatever kind of bottle you want underneath and you don't have to do the funny thing where you're trying to tip it to fill it all the way full. It actually has mm-hmm. a straight up thing for your bottles so that wow. you can fill it up right there and then. And my other plug is if you want to find the most water fountains per square foot anywhere in town, yeah. state capital. Really? Really? They are everywhere. But well, Because what do they have better to do up there than to talk and talk oh. and talk? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> So. so you say that like it's a new thing, but I'm still telling you, they have they have those water bottle filling stations in Vilas Hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's they right. have the little, with the little taps. It's, oh, yeah. It's a little tap up on the drinking fountain. Oh, that's okay. Awesome. That, yeah. that's, it is new, though, I think, for, at least for campus that they've been transitioning. I swear when I was in Vilas, when I was getting my degree, they weren't there. Yeah, I no. swear I, they I, weren't. I, I, <laughs> I don't remember them. Looking for them. Oh. Uh, they're, they're special location. Okay. <laughs> confirmed there is a eye-parched YouTube channel, but it's it's nothing having to do with the app. Oh, so I, okay. I'm gonna buy that right now. Oh, You're gonna buy go. it. Millions of dollars. Okay. I won't right need my there. Nigerian prince friend anymore. And, okay. And you had another interesting crowdsourcing story since we we're on this subject. Did I? Yes. Another I, crowdsourcing? Well, sort. Of, well, not exactly okay, crowdsourcing, okay. but so, but, <laughs> okay, but your so last no. most interesting story, which I I last am very most, interested. Okay, in. and I would like to point out that perhaps for the first article 
ever. This one is for the ladies. What? Yeah. And for those of you, you know, out there who are listening to the radio who don't have the experience of being here in the studio, Teresa is a lady. So she has <laughs> oh. experience in in stop. Oh, stop now. And, and and our that's lovely and esteemed nice. producer Sandy Cyberlick is also here and she is also a lady. Yeah, yeah. that's right. As far that's as we right. know. That you know what? And that's going to be a topic on a later show perhaps this fall. <laughs> is we're going to talk about female geeks because they do exist. Oh yeah, I know. Sure oh, no. Perhaps as rare as unicorns, but we're still just as awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's what i'm going to talk about just so, for the ladies for all the women out there when you go to a store and you want to buy a pair of pants and you think to yourself what size am i and we know that that varies greatly whichever store you're going to so i found this website it's called my best fit and apparently they're rolling out full body scanners <laughs> so they can scan your shape. You're sure this isn't right? the TSA, right? No, oh. this is not the TSA. Maybe they're trying, maybe this is sort of a publicity thing to get people used to full body scanners. I don't know, Could but be. it's a full body scanner and they have information about clothing from different manufacturers and they can mm -hmm. actually give you an idea of what size you are in that manufacturer, which I think will link into sales, online sales for women's clothing. So it's actually trying to find, by scanning your body, the clothes that it thinks will most closely fit you. Yes. For the guys that are listening out there, we should probably uh, explain <laughs> this. No, because like, okay, yeah, that's I, true. I have a, you know, I have a fiance, so I have heard this this story beho before. Mm -hmm. But I mean, for the guys out there, they're like, what? You know, it just, I'm a 32, 32. You know, mm -hmm. ladies, ladies, you know, clothing sizes are not, measured in inches like guys clothing sizes mm -hmm. like for instance if i go get a pair of jeans i look for 32 32 because my waist is 32 inches around and i'm 32 inches taller whatever of you know leg. Yeah. of yeah. leg uh, i am yeah. i have the of the leg <laughs> of i have 32 leg. inches <laughs> so so you know they have measured they have standardized this an inch is standardized so i look for 32 32 i don't even have to try jeans on i bring them home and they fit because that's my measurements but mm -hmm. girls mm -hmm. have or ladies or you know women yeah. sorry females females the fairer sex the, <laughs> have <laughs> they didn't want to do it that way um don't ask and me why. I, well, I think I know why, but I'm not going to go into it. But, it, you know, they have like a size a size three or a size one or a size eight, you know, or a size. And it's like the 12. number is a concept of some sort. Yeah. And we don't even we women, we don't really know what they mean. We just have to try <laughs> to figure it out. You just go into a store, you just start trying pants on until you find something that fits. And then you're like, what num What does this number mean? So if you've ever like this other one, if you've ever like, you know, sw switching the channels and you get through lifetime and there's like a weight loss, you know, advertisement. And it's like, I used to be a size 18. You know, nobody knows what that really means. No, it could be anything. It could be anything, you know, and, and it does vary by manufacturer. That, no, that's exactly store the and, and all that sort of thing. And as you were right. saying, this makes it extremely difficult to shop online and mm -hmm. get clothes that fit. And I, I suspect that online vendors, if you know, they have this option, that's gonna reduce returns. And that could do oh, it, yeah. that could do that for a lot of people. We were talking about that earlier with shoes. Oh yeah. Wouldn't it be great to actually get an accurate shoe measurement and for this particular manufacturer to say, okay, this size will mm -hmm. fit you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, for for people who don't have standard size feet. You know, if you maybe got a wide foot or you got mm -hmm. a long foot or something. And some people even have two different size feet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. So, that's true. you know, that would be great. 
So greater customization would be better online sales, less returns, yeah. better but, profits. But you know, Warren said, didn't she say Land's End? Mm -hmm. What did yeah, you say about that? Five or 10 years ago, they had a trailer. They were driving around and uh, with a body scanner in it so you could get the right size for all the Land's End clothes. At mm -hmm. least. Ah. Something, something about that just seems kind of creepy. Like, hey, ladies, come on into my trailer <laughs> that I'm driving around. Let me scan, do a body scanner. I don't know. It just seems kind of weird. But it it's a good a idea. Weird, I mean, it's, it's a, good a very idea. good idea. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bit odd, but <laughs> well, Teresa, thanks so much for all, all the great news today. Oh, sure, no and we, we we may have more throughout the show. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Um, but we did want to tell you that we are still the most connected radio show on the planet. You're listening to Do It Live on 91.7 FM, WSUM, The Snake on the Lake. And um, we're here to take your phone calls. We're going to play Stump the Geek later on today. So if you've got a geeky question or something that you think you might like to have answered by some folks who are technologically inclined, give us a call right now, 608-515-8768 gets you right into the studio. And if you do that, we do have a, a small giveaway to a lovely vendor that sells as Ty was saying last week, pressed bean and roasted bean beverage. Caffeinated pressed caffeinated. bean beverages. That's right. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's very popular an incentive for you to give us a jingle and uh, for us to solve your tech problems for you. Even the, the DJ right before us came in and, and uh, Teresa was helping out with his computer too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Took care of that. So anyhow, we're going to take us a quick little break and we will be back to talk a little bit more with Warren about all sorts of great software stuff right after this.
is great. WSUM Madison. Uh. And welcome back to Do It Live, the most connected radio show on the planet. Also, the most funky radio show on the planet. Yeah, we're pretty oh. funky right now. Yeah, gotta love the funk. <laughs> And so, we're, yes, we're here talking about uh, the end of the semester, and some of you folks might be graduating uh, or going off during the summertime. Yeah. And we've got Warren Roboards here, and Warren actually administers the WISC program, which is the Wisconsin Integrated Software Catalog. And Warren, can you tell us a little bit about what, what the whole WISC program is? Sure. WISC is a program we sell software to faculty, staff, students, and departments at all UW system and all tech college system campuses throughout the state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So um, we get really good deals because we're negotiating on behalf of all those people. So we can get really good deals for those people. And uh, we sell it through a website, which is wisc.edu slash wisc. Right. And so what you do is you actually go to people like Microsoft and Adobe and other manufacturers, and you negotiate on behalf of not only UW-Madison, but the whole UW system to get students what can only be considered an awesome deal on software. Mm Mm-hmm. And and the reason that we bring this up is because you can only get this awesome deal while you're a currently enrolled student or affiliated with the university, right? Correct. So if graduation is coming up for you next month, now is the time to buy software. Yeah. Your last chance to buy software at academic, academic discount. And, and uh, what kind of discount is that? Academic. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually up to 80% off, folks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so off like, of retail pricing. Mm-hmm. So on Adobe and Microsoft software and many other publishers, you get a really, really good deal. So don't pass it up. Yeah. And, and I know we're not supposed to discuss particular products, but I can tell you some of the Adobe software that we sell retails for at least fifteen hundred dollars, mm-hmm. if you buy them all together, if you buy them as a, if you buy with some of the bundles together, and some of them can be more than two thousand dollars. And I can tell you that. The prices that you'll pay are well. I'll say it's it's in the two, three, four, five, six hundred dollar range for those pieces of software. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sell those over at the tech store at twelve ten mm-hmm. West Dayton Street, and also at our HSLC satellite location out at seven fifty Highland Avenue Monday through Friday eight to five five thirty at HSLC. <laughs> and you can also go online to Warren's website, which mm-hmm. is www. You are typing with. Twice. That's what slash whisk. Yeah. <laughs> Forward slash whisk, backslash wish dot html. So can you give us a little rundown on some of the other titles? I mean, people are probably most familiar with the Adobe titles and Microsoft Office, but what are some of the other things that you carry yeah, as part you, of the WISC? You folks carry quite a bit. Yeah, don't we you? do. We probably have a dozen different publishers. Uh, some of the other big ones are Parallels for your Mac. Um, EndNote is very popular. We get a really good price on that. Uh, we have various st- statistical programs like SPSS and MATLAB. And uh, some of the other ones we have are Nero. Um, you mean the jet. the Nero, the like the burning yes. sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we really cover a lot of bases on that. What so. would you say is the most popular 
popular software that people would buy. Well, Microsoft Office is yeah. hands down the most I popular. Would guess you that. know, in our peak times, we're shipping well over 100 copies of that every day. Wow. So wow. in September. So and you're shipping them all over the state. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you know, we can only do it because we have a really uh, streamlined and efficient logistics system mm -hmm. for getting those out, for both receiving them and getting them back out the door. Okay, so I have a, I have a question about uh, downloading software. What options do you have for downloading things? Because I know um, one of the things that Apple rolled out recently was the, the Mac App Store, where now they're, they're starting to slowly transition to this, you know, this concept where you can buy a license for software and you can install it. And let's say your hard drive crashes, you have to get a new one. Apple says, okay, you can download it again, reinstall mm -hmm. it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, um, we'd love to download everything, let people mm -hmm. download everything, because obviously mm -hmm. it's the way to go. It would be so much simpler. Well, yeah. it saves so much in terms of you don't have to print up CDs, you don't have right. to mm -hmm. ship them, oh, spend yeah. the gas for yeah. the truck. Mm -hmm. So we'd love to do that. Um, however, some of our larger publishers are not quite there yet. I see. Um, we do that with EndNote and Parallels okay. right now. Um, we have a great system. Uh, we're able to send out the download link and also a unique key to everyone who purchases EndNote, for example. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, we, we have the infrastructure in place. If uh, we could, All we really need is a bank of keys from, mm -hmm. say, Microsoft, for example, and we'd be in business. Well, and the other problem is, is that nobody ha not everybody has a screamingly fast Internet connection, and some of these files are pretty large. You know, mm -hmm. that's true. It, you know, it's, it gets less true all the time, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's it, true. It's getting faster all the time, so I, you know, I don't know how much of an issue that would be. And you could always bring your computer to campus and just plug in and right. So yeah. I mean, we are talking about UW system. Mm -hmm. So and the last, uh, the last uh, statistical analysis of who is still using the dial-up system, I think, uh, I think it was 0.9 percent of all connections that came into in or out of campus were on dial-up. So right. So for the folks at home that don't know, the university has had a dial-up service where you can, with the specific settings and a phone number, you can actually have dial-up, use the university's dial-up internet. But as Ty is pointing out, that we're getting down to less than 1% of campuses using it because you can get much faster internet for a very small price. Yeah, because we're talking about the old 56K dial-up, which if everybody remembers is the way that you used to get internet maybe 10, 15 years ago, going on more. And it's really slow compared to DSL mm -hmm. or cable or even your phone connection that you have on your, mm -hmm. your wireless phone. Oh, yeah. And so The internet just isn't built for anymore. Not for, anymore. For... Uh, for any sort of dial-up purposes, you know. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and luckily we don't have to hear that <laughs> anymore. Do any of you know people that are still using dial-up? <laughs> no. I'm no. sure there are people that are. That, you know, sure. they just Sandy, haven't switched. Sure. Sandy, you know someone who's still using dial-up? Wow. Oh, Sandy's Aunt Mary is, is apparently still using dial-up. It, but it, it's certainly prevalent still for folks who live in rural areas because you have to be within so close of your provider to get mm -hmm. a good internet connection. Sure. Right. And a third of this country essentially cannot get high-speed internet right now as we <gasps> speak, mm -hmm. which is, is something that not too many people know, but it's in fact oh. the case. Um, and, and only, you know, again, only about two-thirds of the country are on the internet. Not the same two-thirds, one-third split. <laughs> I would think there would be, you know, probably some, uh, you know, in the Venn diagram, it would probably be some overlap diagram. on that Absolutely. one. Yeah. So th there is that. So, uh, Warren, what if, uh, what if, say, someone, I know netbooks are pretty popular, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, netbooks usually don't have a CD-ROM drive. Mm -hmm. What if someone were to come in and buy, say, Office and, you know, 
if you give you hand them the CD, what do you, what what would they do? Sure, we have a couple of different ways of handing handling that. Um, Macintosh has handled disk images really well, so we just whenever anybody buys Office for Macintosh, we just give them a link to a download. Mm. They still have to, you know, if they've ordered it. Um, online, they still have to wait to receive the physical disk to get the installation key because it's printed ah, right, right okay, on the, okay. right on the back mm -hmm. of it. And then, um, since you generally have to use third-party software to mount a disk image on a Windows machine, what we do is once someone has purchased uh, Office 2010, we offer them the opportunity to buy a flash drive with Office on it. Oh. So it's a f you know it's fifteen bucks which you know isn't too terrible for a four gigabyte flash drive anyway. Mm -hmm. So and then they then they get that. And then once they're done installing it, if they want to you know use it again, they could just or they could probably just format the flash drive, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. They use it then, for whatever they want. And they got point. a new flash drive. Yeah. That's, that's neat. And one of the neat things is that Adobe just came out with a new Creative Suite, right? Mm -hmm. Creative Suite five point mm -hmm. five. Mm -hmm. And since they've already announced that, that means that if you buy Adobe software now, you're going to get the latest and greatest. That's right. So if you buy, buy one of the Creative Suite 5s now, you get, you, well, you're eligible to get an up, a free upgrade to 5.5. I say eligible because you have to actually contact Adobe to get that free upgrade. It doesn't oh. happen automatically. Sure. You have to do a little work in order yeah. to get the Yeah. And the other the thing, um, so I think five of the titles we have, uh, the Creative Suite titles, they're 20% off right now. Oh. So you can get those and get the free upgrade to 5.5. It's a really, really good deal. And we should explain a little bit more that these deals are available to anybody who is a current student in the UW system, although certain titles are not available in certain schools and, and there's exceptions here. But for the most part, pretty much anybody in the UW system who's a student and most faculty and staff mm -hmm. who are paid by universities can access these deals mm -hmm. and get really streaming software deals. But yep. these are only for folks who are buying it for their own computers, right? Yes. There's a different program if you're a department on campus and you need software, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's another program through Adobe and that's, you know, where you can buy licenses and media separately geared more towards multiple installations. And actually the prices are roughly the same as the student software when you, you know, figure in a license and media. Mm -hmm. But that, you know, it's also a really good deal and we do a really big business with that. And and of course the Microsoft software that we're site licensed for, we sell media for that. And so we're, you know, we're moving towards download for all of that too. Sure. Well, We've had a few questions, you know, uh, working at the help desk about uh, people who have either are either emeritus or retired, you know, from the university. Can they buy through the WISC software catalog? No, I'm afraid not. Uh, there is one of our publishers, uh, I probably shouldn't mention their name, who is <laughs> who is highly resistant to that. Um, I see. We've, so we've, I've, I polled all the other ones, and they don't mind, but there's one that's in the way. And uh, so that's what's holding it up. It's really a shame because we'd really like to sell to those people. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. We've been remiss in not reading our disclaimers because, of course, we are on a radio show and um, we do need to disclaim everything that we say because, well, there <laughs> disclaimer are... Disclaimer number one. If yeah. you're going to sue someone, <laughs> Adam <laughs> Wiesenfarth, that's PO right. Box. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, yeah, exactly. our three disclaimers go something like this. The opinions expressed on this program do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. Uh, products and services provided by the Division of Information technology, also known as Do It, and other university departments, which could be us, who knows, as well as drawings giveaway and giveaways may only be available to students, faculty, staff, or those currently affiliated with UW-Madison. And our last disclaimer is participants of this broadcast may offer opinions or recommendations. However, they do not endorse, nor has any consideration been provided on behalf of the products or services discussed. <laughs> that was a very good reading, Adam. Thanks, Ty. Thank you very much. <laughs>
<laughs> yes. The people, they love you. So uh, just because we do talk about manufacturers, we don't want to say that one is better than the other or anything like that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that those deals are available to all sorts of people. And what's the last date that typically UW-Madison students could purchase this? Do you know? May 13th. Oh. So you heard that, folks. Which May 13th. The end of finals week. But don't wait until May 13th. <laughs> Please. You know. Please do not wait until May 13th. Right. The last thing you want to do is make software and hardware purchases when you're frazzled about exams. Yeah. So don't and do moving. it. That would be unfortunate. And moving and new job or Hopefully you have grad a job school. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One would hope, indeed. <laughs> so, well, that's all sorts of great stuff that to know. Thanks, Warren, for, sure. for yeah, expounding on that. And You're we're going to continue and chat with Warren Robards here from Do It Product Management in just a second right here on Do It Live. Um, but I think at this point we have a quick little break coming up again, and we will be back shortly. Thank you. 
Well, hello, kids. I'm a zebra, and I want to talk to you about a very invasive species known as zebra mussels. Because I'm a zebra, and these are my mussels. Oh, oh my everywhere. god. Your mussels are so big. Yes. Oh, they're taking over all sorts of bays and inlets and other places where you might put a boat. Oh, I'm ripped with all these muscles and I'm a zebra. Is there any hope? Not even a little bit. You see, once my muscles get in on your boat parking places, well, they start outcompeting all other species. Like I outcompete you, puny beings, for your zebra chicks. And welcome back to Do It Live. The most connected radio show on the planet, and the show with the best PSAs on the planet as well. Yeah. yeah. This, this, this is why, awesome. This is why we're here at the fabulous WSUM Madison Studios, because they have the best PSAs in town. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so we're talking about graduation today. We're ta- we already talked about Whisk Software. We should also talk, we should also touch on, um, you know, some people think, oh, you know, hey, I graduated. I better go, uh, I- I've-, I've walked across the stage. Uh, now I should go get some uh, brand new computers before I leave Madison forever. No! No, but you no, can't. No, no, you should do it before no, you graduate, beforehand. Ty. That's right, because we do sell uh, lots of different stuff at the the store, at the tech store, um, including Apple and Dell computers. But we also have hard drives and computer accessories. And there's a lot of other things that come along with not being in school here anymore. One of them is email, right, folks? I mean, you at a certain point... We turn off your email, it's sad to say. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, so we wanted to get folks prepared for that. And and what are some of the good things? Because, Ty, you work at the help desk, and you must deal with I this do. somewhat. I so- do. I'm a certified nerd, 100%. <laughs> so I can tell you all about this. So basically, what happens is uh, we have two rounds of deactivations a year. Um, I believe one of them's in November, and one of them, I think, is, I think it's, I want to say March Somewhere or like April, end, April, March, something yeah, like that. Somewhere in there. So basically, say you say you graduate in uh, in May, um, then you get lumped into the next round of deactivation. So your your uh, all of your net IDs and your whisk mail and your my webspace and everything that's associated with UW Madison is still going to be working up until you get into this you know deactivation mm-hmm. round. Mm-hmm. Um, now the the reason that you know we don't deactivate it right away is to give you some time to to go away from well I shouldn't say go away that sounds pretty mean <laughs> yeah. to go, go we give, give you some time to go away. No, we give you, give you some time to migrate away. There we go. That's a better term. To get to fly out of the nest. To fly out of the nest and to you know to to put, to go over to something uh, that will stay with you maybe for a little while longer. Maybe a Gmail account, a Yahoo account, a Hotmail account, the probably a Gmail account. <laughs> yeah, the, the Alumni Association has a nice UW Alumni account. You can also do that. That's, that's free that's as true. well. So you might not be thinking about it now, but you might want to be digging up old emails later. I mean, keeping track of old professors, uh, classmates. Oh, definitely. Um, pa- copies of papers or other documents that you've emailed to yourself. Mm-hmm. Because once you know, once November rolls around, uh, they're going to say, hey, you got two weeks, uh, and then they're going to deactivate you. So and once and you're deactivated, your data goes bye-bye. Yep, all the data is gone forever. That's all your, all your email, 
all the stuff that you've stored in my web space, everything is gone forever. They just delete it. There's mm -hmm. no backups kept. Yeah, that it's was completely that, gone. That was one of the things I want to mention is my web space because that's all centralized storage. And once your net ID goes away, then that's not there. So mm -hmm. you should definitely stop by the store, uh, pick up an external hard drive, and back up all the stuff you got in my web space. Definitely. And so mm -hmm. here's Ty's official tip on how to do this right. Uh, say you're I'm waiting for because, this. Because, okay, because this is what I did, and it worked 100% of the time, all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this, is, this is what you do. You walk across the stage, right? Your grandma gives you a hug. You, 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 you run to the nearest computer after the grandma hug. <laughs> and, and here's what you do. You set, up, you set up a vacation message, okay? You go inside oh. a whisk mail, and you go inside a whisk mail, and you set up a vacation message. And what that'll do is you, you set it basically until the end of time. Now, vacation messages okay. are usually used for, you know, if you're going away on a, on a vacation and you're not going to check your email, people will get an automatic email back that says, hey, I'm not checking my email right now. I'll mm -hmm. return your call, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But what you do instead is you say, you know, thank you for your email. I've graduated from UW-Madison. I will be moving my account over to, and then you put in your new your Gmail, Gmail your, your new UW alumni account, mm -hmm. please update your records. Now, if you do this right after you get off the stage, right, right after you hug your grandma, then, <laughs> then boom, you have probably like a good, what is it, you know, uh, four months uh, yeah. of people emailing you at your regular email address and they're getting, they're getting that daily reminder when they Pick email you. You know, I got to get a new one, I got to yeah. get a new one. Okay, so then they, they mm -hmm. change their addresses over. Um, if you don't do this, if you wait until, you know, two weeks before your account gets deactivated, mm -hmm. you might have, you know, your long lost exchange student friend, you know, who tries to email you at your WISC account and then they get a bounce back and they're like, mm -hmm. they don't like me anymore. But make sure you're also forwarding your email too. So now yeah, the new messages start going to your new account so that when you respond to those messages, they also see the new address. Exactly. And that's, hopefully start using it. Yeah, because you can, and I don't know if that persists after your net ID gets deactivated. It does. I believe for some time you can forward your mail that, hap that goes to atwist.edu mm -hmm. addresses to a different address. Yep, here's the official line, basically. if Once your account gets deactivated, the day it is deactivated, if you have set up a forward on your account, and you can do this by going into the, uh, the Wismail page, into the modification page, if you set up a forward on your account to forward email to a new email account, that will last for six months after your account is deactivated. Now, your, your uh, vacation message will not last for six months, just, <laughs> just the forward. So that's why doing this is kind of a double whammy approach. You get the vacation message in there for four months, so people start people that email you often start updating their their address books. Mm -hmm. Then you have the forward in there for six months after that. So if you have somebody who emails you once a year or something like that, you can you know they get they get to you either way. Right, and you also but lastly want to get all your messages transferred over. Yeah, so uh, your old ones you got to get them moved out of there, yep. which you can do that too. You can do that too. That's that's probably the toughest part of all will these. Will the help desk help you do that? The help desk will totally help you do that. <laughs> awesome. If, otherwise we'd be called the unhelpful desk, you know, Yeah, that's would be, true. you know, nobody wants to visit that desk. And we, that's and a we really should, cool thing to do. We should probably give you a little info about that. If you want to call the help desk, you can call them at 608-264-4357. You can also visit them at helpdesk.wisc.edu. An easy way to remember that by the way is it's 264 help so help for help call the help desk
Yep, exactly. See? And you can nice. also visit there there? if if you're not looking for Warren's Whisk software because Warren's still here, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we haven't talked to him in a while, and he's got stuff to say, uh, which is at www.whisk.edu/whisk. You can also go to our tech store website, and we do forward you off to the Whisk software as there as well there too. And that's tech store t e c h s t o r e dot d o i t dot w i s c dot edu. And do it is Division of Information Technology. We're in Wisconsin, and we're in education, so that's what all that stands for. <laughs> but you, Warren had a thought over here. Yeah, so is my web space on the same deactivation schedule as uh, Whiskmail? It is. Oh, it is. yeah. All yep. Right. It basically, everything is tied to the NetID, okay. which is your login. So anything that you log in with the NetID, as soon as your NetID is deactivated, all the services okay. are deactivated as well. Mm-hmm. And so, that means you wouldn't be able to get on the wireless network here. No wireless, no calendar, no email. What no, about, nothing. What about my Memorial Union membership? I want to keep drinking beer in the terrace. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's right. You can. You should. That's another thing ah, you should do before a, you leave town. After mm-hmm. you hug grandma and go on your computer, right? Run over to the union and get your membership because yeah. you can get it really cheap right away. Yeah. yeah. Because if you yeah. wait, it's more expensive later. So get that union membership so that you can still go to the terrace and hang out and, and hang out with your friends. The new set as well. Yeah, and if oh, you, yes. And if you don't know why you should get that membership, you should listen to our show last week all about Union South and all of the great stuff that's over there. Definitely. And uh, we have all of our podcasts on our radio show website. is www.doit.wisk.edu forward slash radio. You can check them all out there. We have behind-the-scenes podcasts. We have our Tech 101 podcast. So we have all sorts of good stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. So... We, we've reached the end of another hour here, folks. And it flew by. Uh, as usual, it does. <laughs> so, Warren, thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us. You're welcome. It was great. Telling us all about the, the great deals that you have for us here on campus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, geez, do we, do we get to do this again next week, folks? I think so. Yeah, I Sweet. Think so. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so we do like to thank some folks here um, that that have allowed us to do this show. Actually, uh, you know what? Our director of user services is here. If she yeah. gives us the thumbs up, then we're next week. I'm <laughs> next week, yes. <laughs> yes. She oh, says, yeah, yeah. Thumbs, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah. 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 But otherwise, we'd like to thank our management team at the Division of Information Technology, Perry Brunelli, Ryan Hansen, Edward Hoover, Brian Kister, Jack Leepak, Ty Leto, Neil Mack, Howie Mead, Mark Nessel, Brian Rust, and Bill Zimmerman. Our Director of User Services, who's here with us in studio, is Kathy O'Brien. Duet's Chief Operating Officer is John Krogman, and our Interim CIO and Vice Provost for Information Technology is Joanne Berg. Today's broadcast was produced by Ty Christian, Sandy Cyrulik, and Adam Wiesenfarth. Our Associate Producers are Laura Grady, Teresa Saldana, and Nathan Cohen, with assistance from Dan Collins, Matthew Sirianni, and the Nates, Harrison Weber, and Zach. Our on-air producer and director of e-communications is Matt Rockwell, and our theme music is from Conan. The executive producer of Do It Live is Jesse LeGrew. Join us again next week on Thursday at 2 p.m. right here on 91.7 FM, WSUM, and streaming worldwide on WSUM.org, where we're going to be talking about adaptive technology and accessibility with your technology and your computers. Find the ways that you can get on the digital highway, even if you have some issues. But we don't. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to chat about it, and we'll see you soon. Have a great week.